0: Welcome to Punta Vista. I'm Andrew, and I'm here at the 2022 Monster Movie Monsters Penis Convention. The crowd is assembled. The venue is packed as the fans assemble to see all the biggest and best the industry has to offer, including Dracula's penis, Nosferatu's penis, Wolfman's penis, King Kong's penis, The Mummy's penis, Frankenstein's penis, Frankenstein's Monsters' penis, The Creature from the Black Lagoon's slippery penis, The Shape of Water Fishman's slippery penis. Leatherface's penis, Chucky's penis, Brundlefly's penis, The Predator's penis, Freddy Krueger's penis, Jason Voorhees' penis, Pinhead's penis, Mr. Hyde's penis, Pennywise's penis, Michael Myers' penis, Shrek's penis, Pumpkinhead's penis, Rawhead's Rex penis, Gizmo's penis, Mike Sully Sullivan's penis, and of course, the thing from The Thing's Thing. With me in his custom-made Yeti Dong trucker cap and waving a little flag that says cock it's my friend ben ben was it a lot of work putting this convention together this year um well i think you know do do the thing that you love uh mm. and you'll never
1: work a day in your life
0: so true
1: you know for some people organizing a convention of this this magnitude would seem like a laborious task but uh, but for me it was just a dream every single dick that i see when i'm here uh you know, is just, it's so gratifying. And I'm seeing thousands of dicks. They're all
0: beautiful, aren't they, in their own way?
1: They are. That's true. Hmm. Do you you like my shirt, by the way? I got this this custom printed, my uh, I know shit about dick (laughs) shirt.
0: (laughs) Really the perfect day to wear it, I think.
1: Mm. (laughs) Well, I mean, I do wear it. Every other day of the year, <laughs> as
0: well. Uh, it's not always a perfect day to wear it. You no, know? that's weddings, true. funerals. Nobody appreciates that. Yeah, you know. Also here with us, drooling and slobbering uncontrollably, and saying things like "Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy," and "Daddy likey," and Nye-hee-oo! It's Theo. Hey, Theo. Uh, what are you excited to see here today?
2: I think mostly the um, the monster dicks. Now I have seen uh, quite a lot of these monster dicks um, before mm-hmm. But that's online, that's on the, that's on the internet um, what And the you're same. not always getting the canon cock either mm. Mm.
1: Is it cut, is it uncut, you don't know the director's You're getting someone's head canon of the cock uh, That's the right, not, cock. not the truth of the thing
0: Yes, that's right It's true, it's like I can write my own fan fiction at home Of what I'm doing with the predator's cock uh, when he captures me yeah and he threatens to, to pull my spine out and then I'm like, how about you pull something else out? Yeah. You know?
2: And but but being here and seeing uh the um the cock of uh
1: Raffians from Schindler's List up close <laughs> and per <laughs> Can I sorry, and I <laughs> I hate to derail. Um, that character certainly was a monster. Uh also <laughs> What you, uh, you want to take a run at that actor's name? Dr. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what okay. would you say? I'd say What Rafe, I would say is I mean, give, give
2: Rafe, it a go- Rafe Rafe, Thank you. Raf.
1: Mm. Raf. <laughs> you got you were zero for two there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
2: that was going pretty good.
1: But good on you as well for ...chipping out by going with the actor's name because you couldn't remember the character's name, but they're not getting the actor's name correct. What was the character's name? I have never seen Schindler's List. Okay. It sounds a bit but, depressing to me.
2: Yeah.
1: It's crazy yes, to the, think about... It's so not uh, really
2: fair. Anyway, when I saw uh <laughs> that Nazi's dick, my eyes got kind of a bulge out of my head. I went... Yeah. Yeah. My jaw fell on the table. My tongue rolled like a red carpet out. And I started making um vicious hummina humana noises. um, Sort of animalistically. Like I'm a ape. Um... So it's sort good to be here, pounding I guess. At the, Pounding at the door, yeah. trying to get at that Rafe yeah. finds penis.
1: Yeah, The it's real a... monster is um, Man? capitalism, Yeah, uh, but its its dick is not that interesting to look at. <laughs> <laughs> it's a more figurative. You can't really... You have like a wax version of it in a glass glass cube. And be like, it's, well, crazy. It
0: it's, it's crazy to me to think about how much work uh, like Stan Winston and Tom Savini put into Rendering all of these uh, big, hideous penises, and then for the censors to just cut them out of the movies the way that they did—unforgivable, yeah. you know. That, it's like uh, I, I want to see, like in the in the original version of American Werewolf in London, um, you you got to see during that transformation scene uh, the dick get all big and hairy and like yeah. a foot long.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, the thing. You know, Rob Button spent. He was sleeping in his effects studio. You know, he was only like 20, 25, I think, at the time. Might have even been younger. You know, he's all these sleepless nights. He's putting in all these hours, uh, creating this horrible crustacean-like penis. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they cut it out. The cowards at Warner Brothers told him to get fucked. He was
0: curled curled up on the couch in the studio at night, holding that 12-headed penis. Mm. You know? I mean,
1: that's
2: why, that's why P.T. Anderson gets Final Cut privilege on all of his movies mm. So that we can gets see the penis of the yeah. greatest monster <laughs> of all Mark Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right <laughs> Oh boy <sighs> And that is a monster <laughs> dong in that movie that's... It is Yeah And
1: it's real it's, it's real
0: And I want to make something really clear about the uh, 2022 uh, <laughs> Monster movie, Monsters Penis Convention which is that we do not differentiate between a monster dong and the dong of a monster. Uh, all are welcome here. You know? Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Whether you're feeling a thimble or crashing through the window of a skyscraper. Yep. All dicks are beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's true. And some monsters, they do have much smaller ones than you would expect. Yeah. Mo-
2: some monsters do have them.
0: Part of the reason that Frankenstein's monster was so upset, they grafted the guy's little acorn dick onto him.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was rude.
0: Oh, he said, <laughs> looking down.
1: <laughs> oh. The first two things that he did. One, yeah. given the gift of life, opens his eyes for the first time. Two, looks down and goes. Ah
0: Immediately pulls up the waistband. He's, he doesn't even get off the, 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 the like, operating table. In the doctor's lab, He just immediately reaches down Pulls the elastic waistband of his pants out Oh Very upset Part
1: of me was wanting to be like Oh I don't think they had elastic back then But uh, also I don't think they were really bringing um, Sort of patchwork Corpse people to life either So it's one of the many Science fiction elements that made Mary Shelley's Frankenstein uh, Possibly the first science fiction novel uh,
0: yeah, you do have to just suspend disbelief when yeah. you go in. There.
1: <laughs> oh, his pants just snapped back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they would have stayed at the position where they were pulled out. To come on now,
0: if he had pulled him out like that back in those days, he would have uh, like pulled. He would have split the seam. He would have popped a button off, and then his pants. Like imagine uh, though, how much it would have taken you out of the movie if the whole time he's shuffling around with both of his arms straight out, his pants were around his ankles. Yeah. I, I think that's that's got to take a little bit of the frightening edge off. If Frankenstein's following you and his pants are around his ankles, you would have to think, I have the speed advantage. Just uh, in, the, in the 1977
1: film Close Encounters of the Third Kind by mm-hmm. director Steven Spielberg, in one of the opening scenes of the movie um, where the kid is taken by the aliens... It starts by all of the toys in his room going haywire because the presence of the aliens. And one of the toys that he has is a sort of mechanical Frankenstein where his pants fall down, which I think is depicting the mm. exact thing that you're describing.
0: That's right. And, you know, Spielberg's dedicated to that kind of realism.
1: Yeah. So if you need help visualizing the thing that's just been described, uh, watch the 1977 movie uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
0: And if you say to yourself, "Yeah, if you say to yourself, I can't see Frankenstein's penis in the frame," that's also a very realistic depiction. Yeah, tiny penis.
1: (laughs) Because you would not be able to see it. No, inches away from it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, you would have to be in the room. You know, you need like a 4K restoration to even catch the seven pixels that that penis is taking up.
1: (laughs) It's got the four-pixel penis made famous. Uh, By enemy of the show, Boner Man Inc. in his (laughs) video game, Shower With Your Dad Simulator 2015. Do you still shower with your dad?
0: Yep. Available on Steam.
1: That's right. Probably on sale. Mm. If not, it's 99 US cents.
0: You know, (laughs) much like the beasts of cinema with their tiny penises, uh, there are in fact some fearsome animals out in nature's kingdom that also have tiny little penises like the silverback gorilla for instance.
1: That's right. Really? Yeah, very we got big, one up on them there. Yeah.
0: Very big scary monsters, but my dick's bigger.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> silverback gorilla could throw a Mazda 3 at me, <laughs> but I've got a bigger dick. I don't know why. <laughs> a bit of a it's real always Mazda a master, kick. isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Getting a lot of Mazda money at the
0: moment. What kind of uh what kind of car are you putting your gorilla in? It's got to be a Mazda.
1: Yeah, if you're transporting a gorilla Put a bit of Mazda 6. If it's a car being thrown at you by a gorilla,
0: Mazda 3. Mm. Scary animals with tiny penises. Uh, There's all kinds of surprises for us out there in nature. And this week, we're delving back into Nature Corner again. Country roads take me home. Corner, the crab my dick. This story comes to us from The Associated Press. <laughs> uh Wooster? Wooster? I don't know. <laughs> That's I'm I'm going to say it Wooster. I'm almost certain that that is how you pronounce. Yeah. This in the American context. I, cause a Wooster man.
1: A, isn't there a a Wooster in New York that's pronounced that way as well or is, am I just confusing it maybe? Ah, but it, it is Wooster. Yes, that's correct.
0: Uh yeah, I'm going to say Wooster. A Wooster man. Saying Wooster. Nope. A Wooster man was arrested Monday for trying to enter a tiger enclosure after breaking in to boston's franklin park zoo my man do not do that stop
2: trying yeah. stop trying to get in there
0: it's simply none of your business what's happening in there you know i uh i was at the zoo pretty recently and there were
1: <laughs> you m- motherfucker are you doing this on purpose what how many of your anecdotes start with i was at the zoo
0: recently how often do you go to the fucking zoo <laughs> We've got, we've got like a yearly membership. you got to go and get your money's worth, man.
1: <laughs> this motherfucker is always at the goddamn zoo.
0: Yep. It's and there were, uh, there were two lions uh, and they were completely asleep. And one was on its back with all its legs up in the air. Oh,
1: that's how Louie sleeps. What was yeah.
2: the dick like on that thing?
0: I <laughs> uh, couldn't see it. Might have been a girl. Mm. Who knows? Uh, but either way, I thought it was very funny. And when my kids were like, the tigers aren't doing anything. I was like, how about I toss you in there and you go wake it up? That's funny. Like, no. As though I was going to do it. You so know?
1: your children are smarter than the average American.
0: Yeah, I guess so. They were just like, it's, I'm probably not meant to be in the lion enclosure.
2: Yeah, but I you mean, know? kids don't know shit.
0: Yeah. That's true. It's no, called uh, disruption. No sense, no sense of adventure. <laughs> I'm going to disrupt the tiger enclosure. <laughs> So this guy said, "That's what Elon Musk could do." Fuck if only. The Massachusetts State's Police said that when questioned, the man only said (laughs) he was very interested in tigers. Well, it's the best way to find out, you know. I don't know about you guys, but like, you ever have to do training material for work or anything like that, and they say, "Did some today." Yeah, and they're like, "Read this thing." And for me, I can read a bunch of training material. But I just, I don't really, I learn by doing, yeah. you know I learn by yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. I learn by getting my hands on it, you know By really feeling it out And I think I could sit down I could I could blow the dust off my Encyclopedia Britannica And read about the Humble Tiger Or climb in there and, you know, get yeah. my hands get dirty s-
2: Get some lived experience Yes, yes
0: Matthew Abraham, 24, allegedly climbed over a gate into the zoo at around 9am, getting started early Scaled several fences <laughs> And ignored <laughs> warning signs, but was unable to gain access to the tiger enclosure, investigators said So close Oh, Tigers, just out of reach, you know?
2: Mm. Hmm. Tigers, tigers everywhere, but
0: not a, a Not a tiger to grab Yeah <laughs> do can do you, once you're in there, you know?
1: I think Good that's what the tiger. thing is. You, you're going in to find out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wonder what happens when you get Instinct into the tiger in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You'd the know. You'd know your once you're in there. <laughs> that knows what to do with the tiger that's directly in front of you would take over.
0: When I was on my recent bi-weekly visit to the zoo, um, <laughs> we were at the... This morning,
1: when I was at the zoo again.
0: <laughs> one of my shifts at the zoo. Uh, they offered to start paying me, but I wouldn't have it. We were at the uh, the meerkat enclosure, which is like uh, belly button height on me. Yeah. Y- you know?
2: So you can just sort of step over.
0: It's real real kind of um, ice rink.
1: So the, kind of the real enclosure. barrier is the social contract, not the wall. You're acknowledging what the symbolism of the wall is yeah. and abiding by it.
2: Most yeah. of human society at this point is built up to the barrier between yourself and stepping into the meerkat enclosure and just really like tossing those fuckers out of there. Just like <laughs> Oh man. <laughs>
1: just hammer throwing one <laughs> into the next week. <laughs> Let's see if I can get this cut in the fucking hungry jack's car park. <laughs> trying
0: to really try to really toss a, a Tom Brady spiral Meerkat <laughs> straight in. The Is end. there
2: a more
1: tossable <laughs> animal? Name one. I I, I can't picture.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: they but, would fit in your hand. So nice, you know. But you
1: know what oh. that wall represents. That navel height wall says, "Don't, have <laughs> don't a get toss in
0: here, In fact, we there know are you re- want to. There are regularly placed panels along the wall of like uh, plexiglass or whatever, so you don't even have to get in. You can see what they're doing. Yeah. You know, if you're short, perhaps maybe a child. I'm not a child. Huh. I could very easily step into the enclosure, and yeah. I wouldn't even need to do that. I could simply bend at the waist, reach down, and grab one. Yeah, you but know? you don't. Right. They come right up there. They're like, "What's this guy's deal?" Yeah, <laughs> <My> <laughs> this deal guy's deal is <laughs> is that I throw
1: you like Zeus throwing a
0: thunderbolt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they often they often say they they come over and they look at you like, "I wish this guy would grab me." You know, <laughs> I'm fucking me, bored please. in here. I'm bored in here. I would love to get tossed, you know?
1: Could you please yeet me into the heavens? I wish I could, but this wall,
0: it symbolizes something. Do you think anyone could stop you before you grabbed two of them and ran over to the tiger enclosure (laughs) and just just flung them in there? Like, I'm pretty big. I'm pretty big. I don't think anyone's stopping me before I get there.
1: I mean, like, the guy who's in charge of picking up all the, like, chip packets on the ground, who's probably the closest person to you, is not going to be like, he's not going to fist fight you to stop you from throwing a meerkat. Yeah, and there's like a certain level of, like, processing that has to go on as well to be like, what What is that man man doing with those weasels? Well, yeah, I think um, uh, if you were the person whose job it is to pick up the chip packets at the zoo, and you see a man jump in (laughs) and grab the two meerkats, you would be experiencing, uh, what, Ian M. Banks describes the novel Accession As an accession Which is something so far beyond your comprehension You cannot feasibly deal with it It's so far beyond the pale of what You know the universe to be You wouldn't even know how to react And it's it- so
2: it's so unfortunate The labour market being what it is At the moment That we've got the guy Whose job it is to pick up the chip packets uh, Regularly experiencing uh, Accession from the Ian M. Banks novel Yeah the exception. But because of the economy. Yeah.
0: And yeah. they don't give them guns. Deregulation. You know? <laughs> they don't. Yep.
1: They don't allow them the, to shoot on the site. Janitors at the janitors
2: or the meerkats? <laughs> zero. they zero should percent. give the meerkats guns just to spice, to spice things up.
0: Zero percent of the staff at the Canberra Zoo are armed with handguns.
1: Yeah. None of the meerkats yeah. are armed with handguns. I don't know if meerkats...
2: Have like this the, the tool use skill, but when they when they develop it, then we'll know. Because mm. they'll be firing those bad boys into the sky.
1: The only thing that can stop a bad guy with a meerkat in each hand is if the meerkat in each of his hands has a gun. Yes, and yep. is a good guy.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't want to see a man dual wielding meerkats that are dual wielding <laughs> nine millimeters.
1: I'm seeing double four That's nine right.
0: millimeters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just doing a little confirmation here.
1: Worcester, Worcester. Oh, Worcester, Worcester, so that's that's actually the British that's American thing. seeming like they're pronouncing that
0: well, that's the American pronunciation here's the British pronunciation Worcester, oh. Worcester, hey Worcester, oh. hey you be dad,
1: Worcester you not know, mister
0: Worcester what's, what's matter with you, oh come on now, yeah, I, I don't
2: <laughs> think you did the Italian one <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy! Look, I, I I agree with you, Ben. I think that um, you know that, that social contract, because they're a far less dramatic thing. Well, maybe not less dramatic. What but the like- fuck
2: is the story?
1: What are we? Yeah. What- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is just a preamble, which we've not finished the preamble yet. The okay. real story is the second half here. We'll keep going. Alright All right. <laughs> Sorry. Z-
0: Zoo New England. Mm-hmm. I would have called it Zoo England yeah, which I operates the 72 acre Boston Zoo said in a statement that the man was in an area behind the tiger exhibit not meant for the public mm-hmm. he was in the tiger staging zone yeah, he's, uh, he's <laughs> <laughs>
2: taken the tiger's worksman entrance
0: so, uh, it's where the, lions the tiger dev <laughs> environment <Yeah. laughs> the lions pace around before they're going out oh, I'm so nervous <laughs> they're all t-posed <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Approached by staff, he ran away. Hey, you.
1: (laughs) Oh, gotta go. Ah! Oh, no, I think we need the end of that sentence as well, because that is a lovely
0: touch. He ran off, but was quickly located by security officials. Quickly. (laughs) I can still see you.
1: You're right there, man.
0: (laughs) Ran to the other side of the tiger staging zone. He was arrested and charged with trespassing and disorderly conduct.
1: Now, um, because I'm a, a completionist, and we've had sort of a running theme with these stories, which are themselves a running theme, uh, which is where we Google whether the zoo has a bar. Oh yeah. As a as an explanation for why this might have happened, so I googled that. Well, I, and-
0: I do want to note that the other guy did this at nine a.m.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Boston so- surely. <laughs> That, um, it didn't give me anything satisfying about them having a particularly exciting bar, but what it did give me was that there is a follow-up news story, which I'm going to selectively read to you from. This is from WCVB News in Boston. Mm-hmm. Quote, there is a spectator, man accused of trying to access Franklin Park Zoo's tiger exhibit, speaks out.
0: Here we go. It's, ty- it's time to speak my truth. Yeah. Well,
1: because we've never had that person's side of the story before. We've read out a bunch of Americans trying to get into zoo stories, and it's it's always very one-sided. It's always society judging them. It's always us judging them. Yeah, we're just reading out copaganda at this, mm. this yes. point. Zoo, <laughs> zoo official aganda. Uh, let's let him speak for himself. News Centre 5's Todd Kasekowicz spoke with Matthew Abraham, a Worcester State University student majoring in biology after he was released from custody. Quote, I was there as a spectator of the zoo. I didn't mean to harm anybody. I wasn't looking to harm the tiger. I wasn't looking to harm myself, neither, Abraham said. Hmm. My plan was just to go see, what is a tiger? (laughs) How would a tiger (laughs) react to a human being? Abraham is, reiterated, <laughs> "What a beautiful uh-huh. man!"
0: This is really the uh, the insane clown posse.
1: <laughs> what a magnets out yeah. of work? Yeah.
0: What is, what is tigers? You know,
1: Abraham reiterated that he had no intention of getting close to the tiger and was not trying to get inside its enclosure. I was about say twenty yards away and there was a fence between me and the tiger. He said. However. Uh, uh,
0: nice. I thought and, that was a little pause for the story, but okay. Uh, No, it It was poor because I knew
1: there was a burp coming. However, Abraham said that he was trying to get close to the tiger when he answered a follow-up question from Kazekowicz regarding the following statement he made. Quote. They say it's something called the eye of the tiger. Ah, (laughs) They say the eye of the tiger is the most dangerous thing you'll ever see in your whole life, Abraham said. Oh, they
0: do say that. They do say that.
1: (laughs) Quote. You talked about this eye of the tiger thing. Was your intention to get close enough so that you could look directly into the tiger's eye? Kazekowicz asked. Quote. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They say that the soul is visible through the eye, Abraham answered. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) It's a very special man.
1: Abraham said that he thought the zoo was open at the time, although he admitted he did not pay admission. (laughs) (laughs) He said he thought he did not have to pay to enter the zoo because it's winter.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got all the animals put away.
1: Quote, the gates were open. I walked in the gates and then they closed the gate on me, he said. I didn't realize I was trespassing. I was just going to view the exhibit. State police said Abraham's arraignment in Dorchester District Court will likely happen Tuesday. This is so beautiful. This man was like, I need to be eye to eye with a tiger and find out whether it kills me. Pronto. It's 9 a.m. I respect this man now. I don't think I've respected no. any of the other people that have walked into zoo enclosures. No,
2: it's all been sort of very boorish up until this point. Like, I think uh,
1: I think this man, Matthew Abraham, 24, biology student, um, was trying to see whether he was worthy of entering Valhalla with his forefathers.
0: I think he was simply on a quest for knowledge.
1: And that's so beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, I, he, was, he was on a, a twofold quest for knowledge. He was on a quest for knowledge about what is a tiger. But he was also on a quest for knowledge about himself. Which is the thing on this earth that we're put here to do. So that's quite beautiful, I think. Hmm. And he also broke into a zoo and then later said, Oh, I thought it was free because it's cold.
0: <laughs> I thought it was free because it's winter. That's a professional move. <laughs> Lovely. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You can... You can get in there if you think it's cold. Go yep. on. No. no I yeah, so. This isn't
1: uh, Bundaberg Zoo. The free zoo at the middle of Bundaberg where you can just walk into the zoo and it's free. We went to Bundaberg Zoo. Oh, did you really? In De- like last December. Did you see um, some emus? We did see some emus. Did you see some kangaroos?
2: Well, we saw some
1: kangaroos. Did you see several exotic birds? Well, we sure did. And maybe some lizards? And a quoll. No. Yeah, they've got quolls there. Well, that's, that's quite good. It's coming along yeah. in leaps and bounds. Yeah, it's quite small. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's very small. There's actually a reason that it's free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very small. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very tiny. But it's also completely a- unattended. So if you wanted to hop the feds into yeah. the uh, oh. emu or kangaroo enclosure, which I believe is actually the same enclosure, Oh. Uh, yeah. at least from last time I went there, there's also several geese in there with them. They're very... Bring, bring an adjustable saddle, is what Ben's saying, so that... <laughs> Whichever one you manage to grab a hold of, it will work on them.
0: So this next story uh, is also from the world of nature. It is, of course, about the clash between nature and man. Mm, that's true. Mm. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're trying to go out there and hunt something. You're trying to hunt something dangerous, and it turns out mm. that the most dangerous game of all...
1: That's right This is a story from Wales Online (laughs) Now this is um this story is very British I just want to warn everyone in advance
0: Yeah if you can't deal with that shit Just skip Skip forward by 20 to 30 minutes Content warning
1: the British (laughs) Warning British yeah The hunt riders who chase down humans Not foxes with bloodhounds That quote lick their victims to death this okay, already no,
0: sounds really horny.
1: No, I'm listening. It's that
0: an interesting
2: one.
1: Yeah,
0: if majority. Just like
2: if I wanted to be like you know, like hunted down like a little animal, and just yeah. sort of like swallowed all so up. So helpless if and I, got I was caught. so helpless, I'd yeah. sort of like if you know, if you got within like 15 feet of me, I'd probably like roll onto my back and yeah. expose my red little belly. Yeah, I'd probably like kick my little
1: legs around. A little tongue would be out. Yeah. You could do anything to me.
0: Oh, don't step on me. (laughs) Don't lick me to death.
1: Majority public opinion turned against fox hunting long before it was made illegal. The Hunting Act of 2004 made it against the law for foxes to be hunted with dogs. But, surprisingly, many former fox hunters have been glad to give up the sport for a friendlier alternative. Hunting the clean boot instead.
0: Okay...
1: On a clean boot hunt, riders with a pack of bloodhounds chase a human runner over a predetermined route in a way that is legal and cruelty-free. As long as the human is a willing volunteer, of course. (laughs) As
0: long as as the human is sufficiently
1: horny. (laughs) The goal of the hunt is to track and locate the runner who is rewarded with a feast of loving bloodhound licks if caught. If the slobber of a happy bloodhound is something that sounds appealing to you... You'll be pleased to know that the Three Counties Bloodhounds, a clean boot b- hunt based in South Wales, are currently looking for new runners to join them for their hunts. The Three Counties Bloodhounds was set up in Wales in 2013 by founders and masters Byron John and Kate Pickard. Huntmaster Byron said, quote, 20 years ago, before the act, most of what we caught fox had already been injured or had gangrene setting in. So I, used, so I used to use that for justification for what we were doing. Things changed with time, and we felt that clean boot hunting with bloodhounds was the way forwards for us. We felt that we needed a fresh approach if we wanted to keep the tradition alive without it causing any issues. The Hunting Act forbids the hunting of a wild mammal, so we figured that hunting a human being and having them get licked to death provides great sport and fun.
2: This rules. I'm, I'm completely on board with this. I mean, it's better than the alternative. It's better than the alternative. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, and also, mm. you know, my, I'm already making plans. First step, get completely
1: nude. Throw them off the <laughs> track with every, mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. piece of clothing that I have. That you've thrown tantalizing over your shoulder like a yeah. 1950s like go-go dancer. Yeah. Second,
2: yep. second step, double back on my tracks.
1: Yes. Run
0: get, straight towards the animals.
2: <laughs> back to the hunting lodge.
0: Step three, I take the steak that I've smuggled inside my ass, out of my ass, rub it all over my body.
2: Step four, pretty hungry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quote, Uh. others have gone down the drag hunt route where they drag a synthetic scent for the hound to follow and others have gone down the trail hunting route. We prefer to choose a human because it's open to scrutiny. It's very transparent, and we are constantly monitored by official saboteurs.
0: Okay. (laughs) Official? Yeah, I don't really know what that entails. I'm not sure that those two words go together. Official saboteur.
1: They've got their own traditions over there. Three Counties writer, Abby Taylor, said, quote, A few years ago, we went up to Hereford for an annual meet, and the South Hereford hunt were in quite a bit of bother at the time because they'd been doing some stuff that was quite frowned upon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> when we said we were going <laughs> we up ate there, a kid. <laughs> there was an uproar and there was a lot of anti-hunt activists there. To prove that what we were doing wasn't causing any harm, we invited one of the biggest hunt saboteurs to run for us that day, which went really well. Sorry. What? Hang on. Yes. Sorry. Uh-huh.
2: Can we just can we have pull question? that little thread of logic? To prove that By hunting, I assume that they mean they're hunting foxes or weasels or or whatever, initially. Yeah. And then they got one of the saboteurs and they're like, what if we hunted you instead and licked you instead of, you know, biting all of your organs with massive gnashing teeth and kind of killing you, uh, like dragging your body, like through the wilderness and stuff. Uh, We'll just sort of like chase you for a bit. Yeah. And then you suffer no ill effects and they're saying don't get me don't that get that, me. that really that proves i think you you'll find they've made a point here etc <laughs>
1: so i think what they've done is mm-hmm. that they have contacted someone from perhaps the hunt saboteurs association which is one of the organizations which deliberately sabotages fox hunting
2: oh from the saboteurs guild <laughs> yes
1: that's right <laughs> which uh, i believe you can join if you go into a specific bar in the town of balmora Mm-hmm. In Vardenfell, a little, um, a little joke for the Morrowind heads out there. Uh, they've contacted someone from that the HSA, and they've said, "Look, I know that you think that we're up here hunting foxes, um, and I get that you're trying to stop us by doing the things that you guys normally do, which is like playing recordings of animal cries and stuff, or or throwing off scents. Uh, and I want I want you to feel completely at ease. So, what if our dogs chased you?" Yeah. And then that person has said, well, I would love, I would love for that to happen, uh, which is quite strange. Uh, the article continues here. Sadly, not everyone has been wholly welcoming of the clean boot hunt. Abby said, quote, as soon as people see riders out with hounds, they instantly presume that we're fox hunting, which just isn't the case. Clean boot hunters wear burgundy rather than scarlet. Oh, you fucking idiots. <laughs> you fucking dumbasses. You saw my riding jacket while I was in fox hunting gear with my bloodhounds, but I'm wearing burgundy, not scarlet, you dumb fuck. I'm looking at burgundy now. That's red. Also, a bloodhound is very different to a foxhound, which is a big giveaway on a clean boot hunt.
0: And, like, it. look... I know that it might be confusing because you see the flash of something going past and you think, oh, it's a fox. But like foxes, how big uh, would you say a fox is, Theo?
2: I mean, it's about the size of like a midi PC tower.
0: Perfect. Um, Whereas the thing that you saw go past on our clean boot hunt was about the size (laughs) of a human wearing, uh, (laughs) wearing a headband with ears on it. Completely naked, painted yep. orange, uh, red fox-held butt plug shoved straight up the arse. Yeah. And, like, that's uh, far too big to be a fox.
1: Yeah. So, most foxes, uh, generally, they're, they're somewhere in the vicinity of about a foot tall. Uh, they don't generally have names. Um, they've got a sort of a a, a, a pelt of some kind. Yeah. Whereas the, the no prey we're chasing is uh yeah. has medium to light body hair, and his name is Chris. Yeah. Hmm. Has a soul as well. Yeah, he has a soul. He'll he'll be allowed into the kingdom of heaven if he's accepted God as his saviour. Yeah, and if he dies on the hunt today. Yes, which more than likely he will.
0: But that's his business, you know.
1: Quote, I've spent hours conversing with people on social media when looking for runners. There are some people who won't support anything that derives from fox hunting at all, and I accept you can't win everyone around. Several years back, an unofficial Hunt Saboteur's car hit Byron's beloved horse. <laughs> uh,
0: I feel like that's worse than hunting a pretend fox, right? I am... Um, the
2: deadliest game. I think, like, obviously,
0: horse. you know... Horses <laughs> the deadliest game of all, a Mazda 6.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't want a Mazda 3 if you're hitting a horse. I am just so fucked up here by the concept of official and unofficial saboteurs
0: absolutely absurd
1: what a country (sighs) quote that's why I say there really has to be transparency around what we're doing here there has to be dialogue on both sides we aren't secretive about anything and I respect everybody's opinion we welcome open honesty
0: fuck you talking
1: about bro (laughs) surely someone telling you that they're hunting a man is a sign that something bad is about to happen and those things we consider to be omens and portents this is omens and portents
2: you shall see hail fall from a clear sky and
1: burn as fire upon the ground you shall see darkness cover Egypt when the sun climbs high to noon and you shall know that God
0: is God. Bow down to his will.
1: This is a story from our dear friends at press agency, UPI. Meteor spotted in Colorado sky was unusually slow.
0: <laughs>
1: That's a plane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking like intellectual?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if we say that one anymore. Okay. Astronomers said a fireball that streaked across the Colorado sky had an unusually long path and was moving surprisingly slow for a meteor. John Keller, director of the Fisk Planetarium, said the fireball that sparked dozens of reports to the American Meteor Society on Friday night was a bolide, a particularly large meteorite. Chris Peterson, an astronomer with the Cloudbait Observatory, said his instruments tracked the meteor's path from Steamboat, Colorado, to the New Mexico border. He told CBS Denver that it's, quote, unusual for a meteor's, quote, path to be that long. Peterson said the meteor might have bounced off the atmosphere and headed back into space, or it may have burned up completely. He said the meteor was estimated to be traveling at about 60,000 miles per hour, which he said is unusually slow for a fireball. Yeah, hardly moving at all. Peterson said he does not believe it likely that any fragments of the meteor made contact with the Earth. So my opinion here is that this is either... um, an omen from Ares, the God of War, or it's a UFO? Hmm.
0: What if, if it's a UFO feel? from Ares, the God of War?
1: It might well be. Could it be, can't uh, be a good sign. I just... One f- f- of those like- uh, meerkats that Zeus <laughs> tossed. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew finally hopped the fence. I just don't think that's a good sign. I feel like, uh, yeah, meteors and comets and such are... Those are powerful omens. Yeah. You know, we re- throughout human history we've recorded all of those because they mean something. I feel like we just sort of skip past this. Not a lot of people talking about it. I and mean, we're talking about it. Nobody's also, talking about
0: this.
2: They're supposed to be like they're supposed to be like a rock and they come in and they hit the atmosphere and then they slam into the ground and that's it. They're not supposed to Lady dilly
1: dally up there. No, I don't like that it was dilly dallying. No, no, no,
0: they're fighting around up there. Yeah. Are you a, a rock or are you a fire? Make up your mind. Yeah. Where's
1: the opposite of the fire? You, hmm. you could ask them to see why they're not in such a hor- hmm. hurry. Yep.
0: Where isn't there a fire? Where's the not fire, you say? Yep.
2: Yeah. And it's certainly not where they are, I guess. Yeah. Being a...
1: Being a... Hmm. Yeah, because it's... It's, going fire, to the atmosphere it's, probably, a... it's a fireball, yeah. yeah. I guess if you ask them, where is the fire, they would say, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would say, I am a meteor. (laughs) (laughs) So that's bad news. What Mm -hmm. do you reckon it portends? Uh, Reign of Blood? You think that it might portend another portent? Yep. Wow.
0: Which in turn might lead to another three or four of them, you know? Yeah. All adds up to seven. And yeah. then the really, then like the Antichrist stuff happens.
2: Yeah, that will probably be it. Hey, I'm thinking Sam Boys are going to bring back those flavor packets and yeah. the barbecue chips packs.
0: What? Do you, uh, hold on, did they give you like supplemental flavors to put? Yeah,
2: you can put more in there if
1: you if you're brave enough. If
0: you're feeling saucy. If you <laughs>
1: dare. <laughs> if you're a Sam man, not a Sam boy. Yeah. Hmm. Did yeah. you
0: put? Did you put the extra flavor in? There? Oh,
1: you know I did. Huh. Hey, mm. You know it's a great. Like a top quality chip that I think is oft disrespected. What? Go is on. Is the atomic tomato flavour of the samboid chip?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we don't get um tomatoes sort of like um it. It's certainly fallen, fallen from grace. Mm. It's it's early mid nineties highs. Yeah, crashing through the atmosphere down to earth. <sighs> Can you even buy them anymore? Yeah, they're still
1: available. There are also a few um prestige chip brands, you sort of Red Rock Delis that I believe do a fancy tomato one, but uh, I don't think that they are covering any ground that is not covered by the Atomic Tomato flavour of Samboy chip, which you can purchase from your local retailer to eat in your Mazda 3 or Mazda 6
0: Mm. Look, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but if I'm going to be, I figure I might as well do it during the Omens and Portents segment, and Mm -hmm. I have to bring the tidings that once again we have been bested by the advanced technologies of Asia. Uh-huh. Uh, specifically, <laughs> of the, the Asiatics pipped pin. us at the post. <laughs> specifically, the subgenre of Korea. Uh, <laughs> I had a bag of chips the other day. I had uh, turtle chips. Mm-hmm. Now, I got these from Woolworths, so they might be quite accessible to you. They have, uh, there is like some, some Korean writing, product of Korea. They are Orion brand turtle chips. These ones were sweet corn flavor.
1: Ooh. I've and, had some good
0: sweet corn chips. Well, they have implemented some frankly staggering new chip technology. <laughs> the reason they are called turtle, sh- turtle chips is because they are in the shape of like a turtle shell. And there are four layers of chip together. To oh make my. them extra crunchy.
2: God, the Koreans really have it all worked out vis-a-vis oh, food. Absolutely. <laughs> they sorted
1: that out. <laughs> both both Koreas have really both got Koreas. that one down pat. That's incredible. Uh, Most chips are one layer.
0: A single you tell me layer. They have a four layer chip. Well, sometimes, sometimes the chip will try to impress you by saying, Oh, we've we've thickened or thinned our single layer. Yeah. You know? They'll say, "Oh, oh, we've got some thin chips." Which number one, fuck off.
1: And then the people in Korea—they're yeah. looking at that claim and they're saying, "They're saying pathetic, pathetic at you."
0: Oh my god! Well, they do—they do also make the uh, the turtle chips in some type of they—they um, they make Thank them in like a, f- a, f- a five spice flavor. Um, and and I'm just seeing here. This is very dangerous. This is dangerous technology This is Frankly this is it's brinksmanship
2: to career <laughs> <to> <laughs> I don't know if it's, that, That's a
0: I, I think it's fine
1: I think it's a thing I, I think it's okay
0: <laughs> Alright so what other What other flavours Have we got going here This is from Thrillist.com.au Published last year uh, They have oh, They have Choco Churro Turtle chips Oh you can also get them in Damn. shrimp flavor, sweet cinnamon. And there is some kind of like very <laughs> spicy one with lots oh, of lots of flames on the back. End.
1: That's like a bad Will Farrell improv as a character saying sweet cinnamon to, to <laughs> indicate that they're astonished.
0: It's one, one of the 500 takes that he would do in an Adam McKay movie. Yeah, but
1: I tell you what, if you're pretty stoned and you're watching those compilations of the outtakes, you're going to have a yeah. good time.
0: Well, I'm telling you, as the official snack correspondent of the show, that if you are very stoned and you would like to eat a chip, pick yourself up some turtle chips. Uh, I, I will. I've put, a, I've put a picture into the chat here so you guys Ooh. can see the, the chip technology that we're, that we're talking about here.
2: Those are crispy.
0: They're just, uh, they're like, you, you bite into them and you can feel you moving your way through the layers. You know, It's really incredible stuff. And the sweet corn... Ah, delicious. Uh, me and my beautiful wife <laughs> absolutely destroyed an entire bag of them almost instantaneously. Great stuff. Big thumbs up. Endorsement. Turtle chips, if you're listening to this, the good people at Orion Snack Food Company.
1: We, we, we have will never, do a turtle
0: chip sponsorship.
1: We have never accepted uh, money or even gifts before... Well. No, not the podcast. Yeah, the podcast hasn't accepted money or gifts from any other organization or enterprise of any kind for sponsored content. uh, Because we don't believe in that sort of thing. But, Turtle Chips, if you're listening, you send us some fucking chips. I'll fucking say whatever you want. Yeah. We'll eat them on mic. I will get crunchy on this
0: bitch. We'll all have to turn down the gain on our mics because the crunch will be so loud.
1: Because they're so crunchy. Please send us chips, Turtle Chips. That's Four how serious layers, we are I
0: don't like to
2: fuck with that game
1: Orion right. Foods help, help us out yeah. That's
0: right Well Look <laughs> It yeah, would simply it be It would simply be a crime If I were not to get a bag of turtle chips Sometime soon In the meantime We better delve into this week's oh, edition God. of Crime Watch Yes Put down your weapon. You are in direct
2: fire.
1: I need to make a version of this that includes the bit from the previous episode we did with Debbie Ladner, where she said, wait, no, it's not done, made machine gun noises, and then yelled out, no, my son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this oh, is a story.
0: Hmm? Just check out the movie Robocop if you haven't. Yeah, yeah,
1: if you've not seen the movie Robocop, what the fuck are you doing?
0: Yeah. Come on, sort it out.
1: Even I've seen it. I think I've seen 15 movies. hmm this is a story boring. from The Associated Press uh, Massachusetts Department of Transport busy retrieving traffic cones tossed into river Oh no people keep got, tossing got c- huh <laughs> both at the Associated Press and also in Massachusetts <laughs> people keep tossing traffic cones into the Charles River the Massachusetts Department of Transportation keeps retrieving them Surveillance video the works. <laughs> <laughs> the cycle of life continues.
2: <laughs> so beautiful.
1: Surveillance video released Friday, following a public records request by NBC Boston, showed several people hoisting the orange cones and tossing them one by one off the Massachusetts Avenue Bridge. Earlier this month, workers spent hours retrieving more than 100 cones from the ice on the river. "Quote: It is a little bit of a dicey operation whenever you have ice on a river." It can be dangerous, MassDOT Highway Administrator Jonathan Gulliver told NBC Boston at the time. The cones have been repeatedly removed from the bridge connecting Boston and Cambridge. They're part of a bicycle safety pilot program that launched in November. MassDOT officials said it was unclear why people have tossed the cones off the bridge. Now, I'm going to tell you that, uh, that that last sentence there, the final sentence of the article, is exactly why I decided to include this story in the show. Because to me that question is a fucking no-brainer. Why <laughs> have it's... people tossed cones off the bridge? Because there were cones on a bridge. Yeah. Why does the cage bird sing? Why does a fish swim? Why does fucking? Why does anyone do anything? There are cones there, and you can pick up that cone. and You just yeet it into the fucking river. You can't teach man, humanity. Why did? Why does someone throw a meerkat? Why does someone throw a? Uh, a ride share app e-scooter into the river
0: I was recently uh, re-watching the first season of uh, Toast of London and I think it's like the first or second episode where he's dating a girl and they're like walking over a bridge and like mid-conversation she just hoiks up a shopping trolley and tosses it into the canal <laughs> yeah And uh, later on Later on they're like Talking to each other on a date And he's like Oh we found out all sorts of things About each other I found out you're the kind of woman Who throws shopping trolleys Into canals
1: (laughs) Such a good show Look I would I don't know if I'd personally Throw a shopping trolley Into the Brisbane River But I've seen a lot of Shopping trolleys in there And I get it You know how much fucking fun It would be to pick one of those Bad boys up and just throw it in I feel like that's a real Innate human impulse To just be like, oh, there's a lime scooter. Off we go, into the Brisbane River.
0: I remember watching a video once uh, that was like a behind-the-scenes little documentary thing about Foley artists. (laughs) So, like, the people who record uh, sound effects for movies in post-production. And the scene was, I want to say, Lethal Weapon 3, directed by Richard Donner, R.I.P., and the the scene is where, like, um, uh, Mel Gibson's character, Riggs, goes out of a window or off the roof of a hotel or something and falls the entire height of the thing into a swimming pool. And the person was doing the sound effects for this, the breaking glass and everything. And when they got to the... Uh, doing the, the... them landing in the pool and doing a splash, they had, like, a milk crate. Uh, your classic milk crate, you know full of holes. You turn it upside down and you sit on it.
1: Nine one litre bottles of milk in there. Yep. Yep. Nine two litre bottles of milk, sorry.
0: I to apologise to anyone that
1: works in the perishable perishable section of a supermarket for getting that wrong.
0: Turn it upside down and sit on it in an alley behind your work. You know? Yeah. Uh, But this person has taken this thing and is like crashing it down into like a big tub of water to get this great big splashing sound effect. And I would just say that a, a shopping trolley very similar in terms mm. of like all of the openings and holes all over it, but much bigger, lots of weight. That's going to make a great sound as you toss it into the river.
1: And
2: what there's only one make? way to find out yeah. mm.
0: who's going to
1: stop you? Can I just, um, this is a, a, a little mini PSA segment, but if you have the sort of job where um, your, your smoker or your proper break or whatever, you're sitting on a milk crate. A lot of people don't know this, but if you want the maximum comfort you can get out of it, don't sit on the milk crate the way that you would intuitively sit on it, by having the open face of it on the ground. Mm -hmm. You actually want it to be on one of the sides, because then it has a little bit of flex in it, a little bit of give. It's way easier on your ass. It's a nice little life hack there.
0: Just a little life hack. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, uh, like, we've been doing the show for a while now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's
1: a couple of years, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we've, we've never really had to establish a, whether we are a pro throwing shopping trolleys into canals and, and rivers and stuff like that position, but it sounds like we're pro.
1: I'm hmm. pro throwing shopping trolleys into man-made canals, not into natural river systems.
0: Okay, so not like taking one to a beautiful river somewhere and tossing it in.
1: Yes, but let's say you know the the giant open sewers, well, the open—I don't even know what you call them. You know the things that you might have seen in say Terminator Two or Greece in Los Angeles. I mean, like yes. you know the big the open water drain pipe things, whatever the fuck they are. Throw a shopping trolley into one of those by all means, please. Yeah. Hurl that motherfucker right in there. Someone drag racing, they're going to plow
2: straight through that bad boy and it's going to be cool
0: as hell. That's right. Go on. Give yourself a little treat. You know? Also,
1: like maybe, I don't think throwing um, throwing scooters into any sort of body water I think is fine. If it's one of the app ones, just chuck them right in there.
2: Yeah, that's a net positive. It's bad for the environment in one fashion, but if you take the sum of it. Yeah. Um, and if you've got some batteries to dispose of, <laughs>
1: you just... Take them straight down to the ocean. And some car batteries. Yeah. yeah. Depending on the size of the battery, you can get a really good sort of softball, underarm pitch wind up with your arm before you just fucking hurl that fucker right, you know, directly into whatever body of water you're looking at, whether it be a, a lake or a dam or a canal or a river or an estuary or a creek. It's or so a fucked
2: up what we did to the Brisbane River. Reservoir.
1: It's not nice, but it's not as fucked up as what they did to the Chicago River.
2: Oh, they do something <laughs> similar Cause, Okay, so the Brisbane River is famously brown It's the brown snake of yep. Brisbane And apparently it used to be just blue With a sand bottom And then they took that sand And they made it into money or something
0: so, I need that I, I need, need that, that. I need My
2: some glasses
1: um, the, the Chicago River They reversed the flow of it Oh in the in the the early 1900s, they completely reversed the flow of the Chicago River to try and stop slaughterhouse runoff from running through the city of Chicago.
2: Couldn't they just move the slaughterhouses?
1: No, no, they reversed the flow of the river. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Huh. yeah. In 1999, reversing the Chicago River was named the Civil Engineering Monument of the Millennium by the American Society of Civil Engineers. I thought they would have done like the
2: nominated the Twin Towers or something.
0: Uh, they also. Good to know. They also dye the river green for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And don't do that. Is that yeah. real? <laughs> Please feel free to uh, everybody, including Ben, to Google Chicago St. Patrick's Day River. And uh, just feast your eyes on some of those pictures. That
1: oh, come on now.
2: Yeah. America yep. doesn't deserve the land that it's sitting on no, top of. No. <laughs> no. What
0: if what if every year they were like, hey, what if we turned our river into mountain dew? That's that's so it, fucked up. It's pretty fucked up, isn't it? I, I thought it was um Wait, oh no, hang on. Did they do this
1: just last year just because of COVID?
0: Um, They've been doing this for ages. They do too. it every year. Oh right, I'm sure. Yeah. And also, they do it in Boston as well. I think. Yes. No, don't, what? No, it's is it
1: Happy Does Boston St. Have a river Day or or they Day weekend? Oh
2: into
0: no, okay. No, maybe I'm wrong. I think it's. Oh, thank goodness! I've got a list here. Cities that dye their rivers green for St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Fuck off. More than one. So Chicago. Uh, Chicago seems to be the leading. The Chicago River is perhaps the most well-known river died on St. Patrick's Day, and for good reason, considering over 400,000 onlookers emerge each year to witness the river's emerald green makeover. This fun tradition has a unique origin story, completely unrelated to St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) (laughs) The year was 1961, and the Chicago River was polluted with sewage. Chicago's mayor, Richard J. Daley, wanted to find the culprit who was ruining the waters. Therefore, he authorized special green dye to be poured into a portion of the river to see where the dumping originated. This project gave Stephen Bailey, a friend of Daley's, and the city's St. Patrick's Day Parade chairman, the bright idea of turning the entire river green using orange powder. A secret formula. Thus, the St. Patty's tradition began and continues to this day.
1: I believe this tradition is actually where the Green River Killer got his name from.
0: The next city to follow suit was San Antonio, Texas in 1968. While Chicago had a pollution problem, San Antonio's Riverwalk had a financial problem regarding tourists. They had none. (laughs) <laughs> A group of Riverwalk business owners wanted to attract more tourists, so they obtained military-style dye marker packs originally used by parachutists to make the San Antonio River fluorescent green for St. Patrick's Day. Jesus Christ! This Patrick continues. This practice continues today, although they now use an eco-friendly dye in place of the dye no. marker packs, which refused to dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked up. Savannah, Georgia was the first city to dye their river green. So why did Chicago get all the fame? It's because Savannah failed miserably. When they tried to dye their river green in 1961, it all filtered away due to the fast-moving tide. The anticlimactic result led Savannah to dye just nine fountains throughout the city. The most famous fountain-dyed green is the Forsyth Fountain. Indianapolis, Indiana; Charlotte, North Carolina; Tampa, Florida; Washington D.C. All of these fucking cities, dye their rivers green.
2: Just don't do that. Imagine you got a button, and apologies to any American listeners we have, but and when you hit that button, every American's brain just turns off permanently, and they just go poof, to the ground yeah. like cars just crash, etc. Eventually, like nature over- reclaims the continent. Um, Heals, So How quick are you hitting that button? The Americans turn
1: off button. I, how fast I are you keep, pressing that bad boy. There's probably like between there's probably a couple of hundred, uh, yeah, probably a couple of dozen Americans I'd like to keep alive. Yeah. Uh, every Sorry, member it's just of one the, button. Every member of Deftones. Yeah. Kind of want to keep those guys going. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's probably got a few more movies in him.
0: Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler.
1: I yeah, made yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't be doing that
2: with the rivers
1: They shouldn't be doing that with the rivers You shouldn't be reversing the flow of the Chicago River You shouldn't be um, Dying out oh, of your rivers green. green It's, it's decided do which way it's going yeah. Nature sort of figured that one out Based yeah. on topography And uh, other things of that You know, Physics just generally Geo- Nature Geology. didn't need a lot of
0: help with it either nah. No Hey should we flow towards the sea? Yes. Ooh, let me just step in for a second. Ooh Hey, here's
1: a thought Let's flip it and reverse it.
0: Hmm. What if you guys what if you guys subverted the idea of a river? <sighs> you know? Oh
1: I like that. That's playful.
0: Unexpected. Yeah, you you've know? taken the
1: trope of rivers and you're subverting it. You're lampshading it. What if a river went backwards?
0: Please stop. Seriously. I'm not joking anymore. America. Toss a shopping trolley into a man made river, but do not, don't dye it green, don't dye it green. You're reaching for the military grade dye pack. I'm slapping the back of your hand. Cut it out. You know, you're on notice. You are on notice. That's so true, Theo. Thank you. That's it for a podcast. Is this the last freemium Freebuary episode of Freebuary? That's right. This is the last free bonus
1: episode you'll get as part of Freemium Freebuary. Um, so mm-hmm. if you've enjoyed these, Consider instead of not giving us money, Mm -hmm. giving us money. And if you've not enjoyed these,
0: keep on trucking. Yeah. Honestly, I I could understand
1: one episode a week being enough. That would make sense to me.
0: Yep. If you were like one a week, almost too much. Yeah. If you could
1: trim these down a little. Uh, And we can't.
0: Well, see you next week, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye.